even when I'm down. Got my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. I got big dreams. Yeah, we got big dreams here in the Genius Lab. Toby Christensen here, and I'm so glad to have you here today. We have been scouring the the resources of 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 realizing your greatness uh, for months now, and uh, all kinds of podcasts on on ways to see yourself in a new way, ways of visualization, uh, powerful powerful processes of setting goals and and seeing yourself in the position that you desire to be in, feeling yourself in that position. What do you look like? What do you feel like when you have hit what you define as success? And I think now is time to look at some of the obstacles to these things, no matter how good you are at vis- visualization. In the last podcast, I talked about belief. If you truly don't believe what you're visualizing, what your goal setting, what your um, affirmations are. If you in your heart of hearts, in your subconscious mind, do not believe that to be true or possible or, or you capable of that, it's not ever going to happen. You hit gridlock. Your subconscious mind is always going to call bullshit on, on your conscious mind trying to trick you into being cool and something that you're not. That's why we see this amazing uh, occurrence with with lots of famous people, actors, actresses, uh, musicians, uh, motivational speakers. We see them rise to a high uh, a high um, level of perceived success, and then you know they're in rehab for alcoholism or drug use, or they commit suicide, or. You know, one one thing I, they, they they you know they disappear and end up on Skid Row. I mean, these stories go on and on and on. And the fundamental reason for this is because when you get to you can do a certain amount by just sheer willpower, but the bottom line is you're always going to default to the truth, to your truth. And so this podcast, I want to talk about limiting beliefs because, and negative emotions. You know, I, I was trained in a, a process called uh, TRP, Tactical Resilience Process, and, uh, and uh, Emotional Management Process, uh, which is about addressing and, and reconfiguring the way that you see yourself, both uh, as a result of trauma that you've experienced and programming. Okay. Most of the post-traumatic stress responses are from trauma. Um, you know, somebody beat you up, you were in a horrific car accident, uh, you were assaulted in some way. Um, you know, those are very, very common things. You went to war and were, were, was in, co- were in combat. You're a police officer and you put your life on the line daily. Firefighter, same thing. Um, it, 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 that's a particular type of, of issue that, believe it or not, is actually quite easy to deal with. Uh, I know that the medical community and the pharmaceutical community want you to believe that post-traumatic stress is incurable and it can only be treated with therapy and uh, drugs, but that, that is not true, just so you know. Um, we have found uh, with many, 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 many psychologists and psychiatrists and medical and uh, mental experts that post-traumatic stress 
has always been listed as a psychological disorder. This has been a trick because it's not. It is a neurological injury. Okay? The difference is a disorder needs to be treated. An injury can heal. And what we have found with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on a very high scale of post-traumatic stress is that they can be healed. That, that puts it into a whole new category. A neurological injury can be healed, and there's a process that can heal you. And I look forward to you contacting me if you have uh, post-traumatic stress, if you've been diagnosed, or you just know that you have those symptoms. The other issue, okay, so those we can address. This happened. This was the result. We undo it, okay? Then there is the limiting beliefs and negative emotions, now, these get a little bit trickier simply because there's not necessarily a thing to point to. It's programming. Um, I, I, I have dealt with a lot of people who were raised in religious cults, and they suffered horrific mental abuse simply by being programmed that, you know, this is how you must live or God's going to send you to hell. Massive fear massive manipulation of guilt and shame and all that crappy stuff that that uh, so much uh, uh, religious extremism is is based on. And, you know, the, the people go, I don't know why I can't get past this particular level in life. I have all these dreams. I have all these ways that I want to be. I have this impact that I want to have in the world. And I, I just can't do it. Every year I get to my goals and, and I do my goals and I focus on my goals. And then when the next year comes around, I haven't achieved any of them. It's frustrating. It's demoralizing. And, um, you know, the thing that is so powerful is this emotional management process teaches you how to work through your life without having to relive the trauma or the uh, angst of however you were programmed and undo the neurological response that your body has towards that thing. The other thing that it does is it shines a light on negative emotions and limiting beliefs as they are in their core essence. Okay. So think about this. What are, I, I looked up just for fun. What are the 10 most common limiting beliefs? Okay, here we go. Number one, I'm too old. Number two, I'm not smart enough. Number three, I'm not educated enough. Four, I'm afraid of trying and failing. Five, uh, you have to have money to make money, and I don't have any money. <laughs> Six, I've already tried everything. Anytime you have a everything or a never or, a, or an always, it's called a global presupposition. As soon as you see everything always, it's not true, <laughs> just so you know. Okay, seven, it's selfish to want to be more for me to it's selfish of me to want to be more and and it's selfish of me to want more <laughs> okay so th there's where a lot of religious programming comes i remember um 
when I was in the when I was in that business, uh, one of the teachers at seminary saying, you know, well, you have to go out and and be like the disciples and go into the village and let the people take care of you and you know go in with nothing and all, all this poverty stuff. And I'm looking at our multi-gazillion dollar complex and the pastor driving in in his new Jaguar. And I'm going, wait a minute. They're not coming into the village with nothing. You know, they've got an Armani suit and a $150,000 car. You know, wait a minute. What's this? So, you know, we get, we get what you what you hear is not necessarily true and so uh, a good filter uh and, and bullshit meter would be uh appropriate when you're dealing with negative emotions so um okay get back to here um i don't feel that i really deserve it okay that's a big one we talked about that uh yesterday in, in or last time in our podcast i don't have the willpower is another good one. You know, I don't, I don't have what it takes, so to speak. And all the good ones are taken. I, I hear this a lot with uh, relationships. People who want a life partner uh, and oh, all the good ones are taken. Or, or the, the other one, uh, the, the one I hear from women a lot is, is, well, all the good men are married. And <laughs> not true. Um, but anyway, and again, here goes the global presupposition. All the good ones are all, okay? <laughs> this is it. I've tried everything. Okay, immediately you know that that's not true. So here's the thing that I propose to you. Think about your life. Think about the aspects of your life that you really enjoy and that you really, you know, that, 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 that are in alignment with your desired outcome, which are in alignment with your dream. Okay? And then... Think about the parts of your life that are not in alignment with your dream and simply ask yourself why. And then ask yourself, do you really believe that you deserve it? In other words, do you believe that you deserve to have life the way you want it? Do you really believe it? Because really, if you did, it would be that way. So this is something I got two years ago. I had a particular income that I wanted to, that I wanted to achieve. And I was working on my MOVE program, uh, Motivation, Organization, Visualization, and Execution. And I was on the execution part, and, and I was doing these, these uh, we do this thing called I Believe, and then you, you state your beliefs. And I was believing that I was, that I would, I really believed that I was worthy of, of having this much money, and, I, and I'm, and I stopped myself and I said, no, you don't, because if you really believed it, you'd have it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. So then I started to look at why I don't really believe, because remember what I said earlier, your subconscious mind will always create gridlock when you're lying to yourself. It will just shut things down and go, uh, dude, <laughs> you're full of it. You don't really believe this. And by stating it 8,000 times, you're not ever going to believe it doesn't matter. So what you have to do is change your, the fundamental energy that is behind the desire or behind the blockage. So, um, so what I did was I realized that, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I remember my dad talking about a friend of ours when I was a little kid and he was, this friend of ours was very well off and my parents always struggled financially. And, uh, 
I remember my dad talking about what a crook this guy was and how he took advantage of people and he built these really crappy houses and, and, so, and, and sold them to people and took their money and left, you know, just all this negativity around this. And it seemed like every time we talked about somebody who had money, there was nothing good to be said about them. And I realized, oh my God, my subconscious is so faithful. It does not want me to be a bad thief, rotten person. So it won't let me have money. <laughs> Boy, did we have a talking to. <laughs> so by after, after shifting that consciousness, after shifting that energy, then what I did was I ran the um, uh, emotional management process on the issue and i found a bunch more places where i was programmed to not have money and where i saw the hypocrisy of people who did have money saying that you shouldn't have it and all this stuff came up and i was like whoa holy criminy no wonder i'm so confused about this issue and then all of a sudden a bunch of stuff happened and and number one my need to approve my, of myself based on my bank account all of a sudden went away because what it got down to was that was the issue around money itself and then the you're only valuable if you have a lot of money and then this whole self-esteem thing, I mean, it's just one thing after another. This process is so cool. So if you're, if you're interested, if this makes sense to you, if, you're, if the bells have been going off, like, yes, hell yes, I totally get this. And what, one of these or many of these, uh, ten, and these are just the top 10 uh, 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 self-limiting beliefs. Um, if, you, if your bells are going off right now, going, hell yes, I have these things happening. I have this prolonged, uh, unhelpful response to certain things, whether it's relationships, money, uh, the kind of job that you have, or your vocation. Um, I remember talking to this guy, uh, one of the guys that came into the studio. He's, I think he was a plumber or something like that. It was really funny. And I said, so, so what's, your, what's your passion? What do you love? And he said, well, geez, I love music. That's why I'm here doing this. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Well, well, how come you can only come on Saturdays? Well, I work during the, during the week. And I'm like, well, what do you do? And he said, oh, I, I, work, I work as a plumber. He said, I just absolutely hate it, but, it makes, but I make good money. And this guy was living in misery 90% of the time to get 10% of the time when he's in the studio feeling good. So I asked him, I said, so why can't you do music if that's what you love? And he said, well, because you don't make any money on music. And I started naming people who do really well with music, even locally, you know, local musicians or local recording artists or local studio owners or, and, and all of a sudden he's like, wow, blew his mind. And, you know, we're working on creating a plan for him to shift from plumbing to doing, doing studio work, writing songs. You know, have you, have you ever even submitted your songs to taxi or one of these things for, for a, a movie or a TV show or commercial? No, never thought of it. Have you ever, you know, listened to a bunch of motivational speakers or, or podcasters that don't have a theme song and written them an email to say, Hey, 
you know, how would you like to have a theme song? So on and so forth. Anyway, we came up with all these great ideas. And what's really fun is to watch him now shifting. And the, the other thing is because he's got a dream and the, and the possibility, he's accepted the possibility that he can actually do what he loves to do. All of a sudden, the plumbing is like no big deal because it's so temporary. It, it barely registers on his, I hate this meter. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. I want you to overcome your limiting beliefs. I want to help you overcome the, re the responses that you have that are from trauma in your past. Let's work together and remove the trauma without the drama. Completely shift your mindset from limiting beliefs to limitless beliefs. And let's keep you rocking and looking up.